0: Please welcome my guest at this time, head of brand for Brutal Fruit and Black Crown, one of my absolute all-time favorites at SAB, and my homegirl, Ramona Kayembe. Ramona, welcome to the More Cheers podcast.
1: Yay! Hi <laughs> Spear. thank you for having me. I'm loving I'm so the excited. pink
0: you're representing for Brutal Fruit. I'm feeling like you belong, I'm feeling, it's, it's feeling premium. It's, it's, it's giving intentionally feminine, <laughs> it's giving vibes. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you because you are such a wealth of knowledge um, in this company and you're, I mean, a CMO award winner. Congratulations for that. Our highest marketing honors, um, which I think are absolutely incredible. Um, but before we get to the Ramona that is this achiever, this award winner, um, <laughs> I want to talk about the girl who's my homie. Talk to me about where you come from and you know what your growing up sort of phase of life was like
1: amazing yeah so Pay and I connect because we're both from KZN or Facts. at least roots, <laughs> rooted there um, so I spent most of my childhood growing up in um, in a place called Wentworth which is in the south basin <laughs> not far from Umlaze <laughs> <Thank> uh, <you>. <laughs> <laughs> Big news. so yeah so I think if we, anybody knows about the group areas act they know that you know we were split up into different townships and we were, I grew up in a colored township called Wentworth also Osterville um, um, school day, primary school, um, high school, and, yeah, most of, my, most of my family, my siblings grew up in there. So very impoverished, quite disadvantaged community um, and, you know, lived next to an oil refinery. Um, <laughs> so if if anything, that's anything to go by in terms of the, the, the quality of life um, was not that great. But I think... Um, you know there were lots of positives, right? I think growing up with um, my mom and my grandma, and that's that's something that you 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 kind of don't you, you take for granted until they, they it's it's too late. Um, but also, you know, just kind of understanding um, that this this is a place that <clears throat> I didn't want to be in for long. So um, I'm one of. Uh, I was at the time I was uh, the only girl in my family, and um, grew up with my mom in a house of about, on average, about between 14 and 17 people at a time. Um, (laughs) So quite, uh, uh, quite an interesting um, upbringing, and. Um, I think that forced me to be really independent so I I, I became independent at quite a young age and um, really self-driven and self-determined so um, from uh, focusing on excelling at school to um, really kind of ensuring that my future was secured so it's hard (coughs) to see that when you Grew up in a in a community like we do, which was filled with drugs and violence and gangs, um, but you know, finding those sparks or finding friendships, finding um, uh, um, we grew up in the church, which was which is also created a, quite a, a good foundation, and um, that really helped, you know helped me see kind of beyond the situation that we were in um, and really determined to get out of it. Right. So um, being, being that as it may, I was like, no, I'm not going to let the fact that we live on social grounds and we live the way we do kind of hold me down um, and, and really try and focus on, on, on getting, getting better and, 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 getting out, which is kind of like the main main story.
0: I think that's so powerful, Ramona, because obviously I can identify um, same age growing up literally down the road from you, because even in the transition to democracy, um, there was a lot of violence as well, just in addition to what was happening. Um, And I think it's such an interesting time where people like you and me who come from a similar background had these opportunities to get into like education in in interracial formerly model c schools what was your educational journey like um, as it prepared you for career
1: so i think my my mom and my grandparents were really determined to try and ensure that we kind of were in even within a um the community and the township we were in the best of that school with the best teachers and doing the extracurriculars that we ne- needed to do so we're lucky enough to grow up like down the up, up the road from my primary school um, which had really really great teachers and 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 had a really great reputation in in in, in the community and then for high school I I made a, 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 a a decision with my parents and i said like my mom um i have to i have to go to this specific school a former model c school um which really exposed me to different people right so um being in a as kind of a single race township you're kind of exposed to the same people so going to model c school really exposed me to opens up my eye opened up my eyes um i, I had Friends from different backgrounds, friends of different races, and 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 also just exposed to, to different types of teachers, um, um, with different motivators. So um, <clears throat> that that was a starting point, and then because I was like, I can't. <laughs> live in a house of 15 people anymore uh and i needed to i wanted space and independence um i i did everything i could to get into um university in peter mattersburg so i went to ukz and pmb um which was really the foundation of like just solidifying my my independence um it was wasn't easy i was on fully i was 100 financial aid so you know the That's
0: great. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a blessing. <laughs> so thanks to Nasfash shout <laughs> out NASFAS Uh um, we'll take it. <laughs> and like like really kind of um that that and I think the placement of actually choosing Peter Madisburg led me <laughs> to to SAB. So that's kind of like my educational journey.
0: And this leads me to my next question. Like you are an ancestor (laughs) of the company. You are here from day one. You you went from varsity straight into SAB. This is the only place you've ever worked. You're an SAB lifer. Um, I think firstly, that's absolutely incredible. But talk to me about your career story, what's your journey been like at SAB? Because you've worked here a long time, experienced different things, different brands, different parts of the business. What has that been like? What would you call out as formative moments on that journey?
1: So I think, you know my career started in um two thousand and eight um so celebrated fifteen years at s a b so literally <laughs> fresh out <We> of <laughs> fresh out of graduating <laughs> um, into uh, into a job and I think that's that's what nobody teaches you right especially if you if you don't have parents who've worked in corporate it's something that kind of doesn't they you they don't you're not prepared right you're not prepared for working in a corporate environment you're not prepared for working in a place as competitive and as kind of um, um, dynamic as as this, so the, the biggest thing was really just being like shell shocked, um, and also moving to, to Joburg as an adult was, was 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 quite a quite a big thing. So moving from quiet quiet KZN um, to to the big city was was quite a transition. In terms of my career, I started out I was rec- rec- recruited as a marketing graduate trainee. Um, I had an 18 month rotation across like the different different a few of the different um, functions. And um, and then and that was quite insightful. So it gave me a chance to 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 get to know the business, um, get my feet to it. You know, still in within still a, a fairly safe environment. Um, and and then that's then after the rotation, I moved into like brand manager role. So I started as an assistant brand manager on on Miller Genuine Draft, which is a brand we had at the time. And then that was almost four years, and then moved into Casa Light. Um, just I almost became a lifer there therefore oh just over six six years six but you made case. hip-hop
0: her story
1: <laughs> on yeah, castle I light castle i mean
0: you worked with so many please name drop <laughs> because you're a humble person yeah but if i was you i would be unnecessary i would be ungovernable um but i mean you worked with castle light when it was bringing those big names to please just drop for exposure Whom's have you met
1: so the, the Like within the first six months Of working on the brand We like launched a campaign called Extra Cold Call Music And that mm-hmm. was with Timberland oh. <laughs> The producer extraordinaire So I met Timberland I've met Nas And um, and so they were also part of the big I campaign. I know I can <laughs> yes. be what I want to be. Um, and like during our experience, I, I got to work with artists like, um, or at least meet artists like Jay Cole, Chance the Rapper, um, <laughs> to name a few. <laughs> yeah, quite a lot. Quite a this lot. This is admiration, <laughs> not envy. <But> bars, <laughs> you know, quite a lot. Quite a lot of hip hop hip hop artists. That's um, amazing. Omari Hardwick, if you guys know him, he's ghost. He was ghost in yes. power. Um, yeah, so shot a few commercials with some big, some big names.
0: And I think that's so amazing. And I think looking at how you eventually got into a brutal fruit kind of a space that is pro-female in such a beautiful, authentic, kind of, an elegant, really, kind of a way, I love how you pioneered that hip-hop Her Story platform where, I mean, you had, like, it was practically like an unlocks just women. And uh, it was so groundbreaking and incredible. Um, what, what, what do you think are the lessons you've learned? on that journey um, between light like before you were going to transition into this role?
1: Yeah, so I think what, what I find quite interesting is somehow each of the roles found me at the time that I needed to in my mm. life. So I, I built quite a strong affinity with the brands <clears throat> and which meant that I was able to um, bring a lot more of myself into the role, right? So I... Um, uh, being more intuitive about the work that we do, um, being more plugged in and authentic, and ensuring that that mm-hmm. that, that the brands that I work on were always kind of tapped into the consumer. So not saying that Assured. I was always the right consumer, but just being being in that in that space. So. The the, the the time that Castle Light found me, I was I I knee deep into 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 hip hop but also kind of had a had a passion. I was I was the comms brand manager and eventually became the comms marketing manager. But in in content creation and mm. in um I think I've done more commercials than most people in their lifetime. Um, so, like, like really, really kind of tapping into that the, 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 the above the line space um, in in that way, in a way that was re- relevant to consumers and and and, and relevant um, to to um, to the brand as well, and, and and making making that connection. And and the lessons that I learned along the along the way was really about. I'm a team player, and working on a brand like Castellite, which is quite big, um, and and has a lot of um, stakeholders. But also, when you're working on big campaigns like we worked on Unlocks or even Republic of Extra Cold, um, it's there's a lot of stakeholders. There's a lot of teams that you have to coordinate, and 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 it, and it's quite complex, right? So so ensuring that everyone is working together and and has synergy, right? So I was always Um, in terms of leading the comms and ensuring that that, that's been pushed. And speaking about pushing, like there was this idea that no idea is too big. Mm. Um, on, on Castle Light. And, and I think it allowed me to really dream big and dream beyond um, what what we thought was possible and saying, okay, is this possible? Okay, not, but how do we still find a way around it? So it's really pushing the boundaries and allowing me to dream big. And also this idea about innovating, so constantly innovating and never being satisfied. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and innovating so that it, it, it benefits our consumers and benefits the brand. So those are some of the big lessons that I've learned.
0: And I think what I've seen you model, Ramona, is you're always on the pulse, right? Like whether you were castle lighting or even now with um, what I think is the most amazing um, incarnation of brutal fruit we've ever had. There's something about the way you observe You internalize and you find a way to get that cultural insight um, that permeates everything that you do. And that may sound like basic marketing, but you are such a master at that. And I'm actually just a big fan of of how you're in that. But let's talk about our favorite girl, um, Miss Brutal Fruit. She has been through quite an evolution um, from where I found her when I joined. (laughs) Maybe we (laughs) we both found her. where she is right now, and I am so amazed at the amazing, impactful, and meaningful work that is resonating with so many women across this country that you're doing. Talk to me about the evolution of Brutal Fruit and how you got to where it is, and immerse us into what Brutal Fruit is really about.
1: So, we all know um, Brutal Fruits. Brutal Fruits was launched in um, 2002 (laughs) um, as a fruit flavored uh, beverage. So, definitely very much um, young, alcohol pop. Um, tapping into the trends of the time, um, speaking to to young females, particularly with like bright coloured fruit fruit flavours, um, and lots of lots of flavours, <laughs> um, and constantly innovating and, evo- and 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 trying to chase trends, right? And I think at some point that was not enough, right? So not enough for our consumers. Consumers were becoming a lot more discerning, a lot more um, our female consumers, especially were were becoming more choiceful and and, and deliberate about. What what they were choosing so along the lines we saw the, the increase in in, in in sparkling wines and sparkling drinks and 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 the growth in the wine market as well and its appeal to 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 females um, and women as, as a whole so as a brand who was the only brand in the portfolio other one of one of two brands in the portfolio that really targeted women um, there was a need to kind of relook and and and, and, and understand okay what are the evolving needs of of, of our consumer, and really create products that that delivered on that versus kind of chasing global chains or or chasing competitive chains. So really, I'm getting into the heart of what our 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 ladies want and 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 what they desire from a from a drink. And that's that's how Brutal Fruit Spritzer was birthed, really. Based on deep consumer insights, and then working with our our innovation team, our, our tech team, Z team to kind of develop. It takes a village. Yes, it <laughs> takes a village to really deliver on not just a, a an idea of a product, but a product that delivers from a taste perspective, and also from a from a, a platform and, and positioning perspective. So that's kind of like the technical journey in terms of where the brand has uh, has come along. You know, um, being in the in 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 the world for for quite a while, but needing to to reflect and, and evolve a little bit more with it, with also the, the 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 changing needs of of women and right. and also and the, the, times, of and the times of course mm. you know and and the sophistication some of the other categories were bringing you know so. And as a beer company that obviously was very daunting <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. how do we, how do we speak to, to to women in this way that is highly sophisticated and, 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 and very quite and quite premium, but still you know provide access, provide it in a way that is not intimidating, that is not um, othering you and and still letting you feel like belong you be belonging right so um, once the brand was launched, we went on a journey of establishing who we are and, and what we stand for. And our co creative idea of You Belong was born out of that, you know, born out of this idea that our consumers are looking for um, access. They still want um, sophistication and elegance, but, but in a way that is accessible. Also ensuring that they feel like they are affirmed, right? So um, affirmed in who they are, affirmed in... Their beauty affirmed in their intelligence affirmed in, in their positions in life and and just reminding women that that no matter who they are where they are where they come from they deserve space at the table they deserve um, to walk into a room and and feel like they belong they deserve um, uh, and, and and they actually own it you know so it's not just about um, just speaking about it it's also about showing it so
0: what i loved about your brand film which was absolutely incredible is um it was shot to celebrate diverse uniqueness in beauty um to say that there is no cookie cutter um that you are enough and i thought that that was really really powerful and of course i have to like, thank you for bringing <laughs> Kelly Rowland to South <laughs> Africa. yeah, And let me meet her because that was amazing as a follower of the children of the destiny. Eh, she was amazing and um, absolutely outstanding. Talk to me about that partnership and um, what was the thinking behind that and what it's done for the brand?
1: Yeah, so the, so the thinking behind um, the Kelly Rowland partnership was, was really evolving our You Belong platform. So we, we in 2020, um, we launched with a beautiful film about woman saying that you don't own me. Um, I belong in this place wherever I am. Um, and whatever I do and wherever I come from, it doesn't matter. I belong. Right. And this is just really an affirmation and a, an a, and, and a evolution, rather. Yeah. Um, and working with Kelly, the thinking was really that um, we, women don't, South African women don't get the spotlight enough, right? And, and, and sometimes need an external voice to remind them, of of their value, remind them of their beauty. Remind them to celebrate who they are. Um, and we proposed this with, we, 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 to 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 Kelly Roland, and she bought into the to the campaign wholeheartedly. She believed that. She, one, she loves the country, she loves the people here and more importantly. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. Yes and more <laughs> importantly she 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 loves the women in, in, in this country. And um our campaign was really to kind of have her um, spotlight these these South African women and these true South African stories in a way that only an celebrity, international celebrity could do, right? Um, and the, the partnership did cause outrage when we kicked it off, but that was the intention. The intention was to say, hey, we're not just using an international partnership in the way that you know it. We're using it actually as a vehicle for you to speak about the fact that there are women of diverse um skin tones diverse looks diverse backgrounds um careers etc who who all have been imposed upon what they should look like and who they should be but actually they should they you know they should have the confidence and reminding them that they the confidence has been within them all along um that they belong and that they they that they deserve this the spotlight. I
0: love that. And I think Kelly represents so much of what a lot of women are, which is to quote Whitney Houston, every woman. You know, you're a mom, um, you're a, a wife, you're a sister, you're a cousin, you're a friend, you're you're a brand leader. Um, and I thought that was really powerful to have someone at a global level shine that kind of spotlight on South African women. But also, I mean, our girl, Brutal Fruit, is a global <laughs> queen herself. Talk to us about how this beautifully homegrown brand is now going global.
1: Yes, so um, exciting developments in, in the world of Brutal Fruit Spritzer is um, as the brand grew and became more and more successful um, over the years, we've, we, you know, we've presented our, our platform and our positioning and kind of the bones that that made this brand successful and, and really starting at brand building, you know, so so if you think about the, the brand is is really about building a brand that is that is based on, on key things, so... Um, and that was seen and shared by the global team, and shared to the global team, and then the, the, the you know shared with the rest of the markets, and the, the the markets have started, you know, have bought into it, and and understand that we do need to increase female participation in in um, in our in our portfolio, and this is a this from not only from a taste perspective but also from a proposition perspective, this brand has potential. So, yeah, so they've they, they've we've officially been added onto the Beyond Beer global global brand list and we're looking at seeding um and 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 um and being parts of different markets around the world
0: I I got very excited when my friends at the Budweiser Brewing Company in the UK um sent me a picture of a brutal fruit spritzer sort of setup in their office and I was like our girl has gone global for real (laughs) I think it's absolutely incredible talk to me now as this powerful woman who has got such a range of experience and exposure through just the vicissitudes of life mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the things you've gone through to be here. As Ramona, who do you look up to um, in terms of women influences and inspirations? Where do you draw inspiration from um, in terms of your femininity and you belonging and occupying your space?
1: This is a tricky question for me to answer, to be to be honest, because I don't I can't say there's ever been ever one person that I've been like, Okay, this is my ultimate influencer and ultimate kind of mentor. I think over over the years I've I obviously growing up in a household where the matriarchy was kind of the people who were leading, um, also, you know, gave me a sense that <laughs> actually you oh, why are even guys even allowed in this world <laughs> you know it's like do the even need them type thing you're growing up and be like no all the women I've been surrounded with are super self-sufficient um and 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 driven and you know doing doing the things that need to happen to make their families survive um but then also um working um, yeah I've been blessed to be really surrounded by and having line a, a lot of female quite a, a lot of powerful and smart and um, and focused female um, women leaders you know yeah. women line managers Absolutely. as well like directly working with me who not only taught me a lot about marketing and also about the world but also who showed me friendship and who showed me things about myself who I actually, <clears throat> um, I didn't know, you know, so often as a, as, as a person, I'm not, I, I don't kind of see the, the value or see my, my, my worth until someone kind of reflects it back. Um, so that's, that's something that I've been, I've been really blessed with, um. And then also like my friendship circles, I think, and 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 my direct family, and really finding inspiration in the in the everyday and in the people and the friends that I've I've I formed, you know. So there isn't really one person; it really is life that's kind of like. I think that's super African,
0: right? Though, like it's the stock fell. Yes. You know, it's the collective of yeah. women around you who invest in you and who you get to pour into as well, and who are a mirror to you and also an encouragement to you. I think. That's really, really powerful. And I think it's beautiful that it started at home um, where that amazing strength and femininity was modeled to you from the very beginning. Speaking of family, talk to me about being a mom because that's such a powerful dimension of femininity for so many women. Um, How does being a mom influence who you are as a person and how you show up in the world?
1: Yeah so being a mom has been a whirlwind so I'm a mom of a almost 4 year old boy
0: so who is and awesome and very cute <laughs> very very cute
1: um <laughs> and it it really has kind of uh, changed how i view certain things in the world in certain discussions and 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 my perspectives it's also it's also challenged me to to kind of Um, think about how I react and how I kind of respond to situations in life Um, because essentially is it is it is it me that is it you or is it me you know that kind of thing you know Um, and and like looking forward to number two and I know it's going to get wilder but I think and I think this came up with the conversation when I, I asked Kelly Roland the question is how do you balance it all and it's it's And her answer was that you actually don't... You can't balance it all because at any point in time, one one thing has to give, you know, something needs you more than others. Um, and I think being able to understand when that is, right? Mm. So um, I've, I've a super supportive partner. Um, my husband's great. And the only reason I have children is because he, of him. <laughs>
0: that's
1: awesome. I know that mathematically that's, that's how it works, but I mean, like in life, <laughs> you know, I think when you come from, and I'm gonna get weirdly vulnerable here. When you come from a broken home, yeah. there's very few examples of what a good marriage looks right. like and how and how you should actually how you would want to model your your parenting on, right? So a lot of this is very new in terms of how do I parent, how do I be there, how do I have a career and still kind of be there versus kind of, you know, you have a mom who's there all the time. Um uh, because she's not stay at home by choice. Stay at home because no work, you know, type of thing. So how do you how do you model how do you create a model of something that you don't have an example out of? So um, the idea of of balance is elusive, and it's it's probably something that is a a a myth I that think it's a toxic myth it's a toxic myth so that, a that we tell women yeah I think <clears throat> at any given time you have to make choices yeah um and sometimes the choices are hard and sometimes um they they much easier but you know there has to be choices that have to be made
0: yeah, I think there's something powerful about that. You know, even as you're talking, I was thinking it's not a balancing act. It's a presence act. It's about being fully available to what requires your immediate attention, attention in that moment and having the ecosystem of support like your partner, like your friendship circle that gives you the grace Um, and releases you from time to time, to not be present there in order for you to be present in the spaces that you need to be. And I think that's really, really powerful um, for people to deduce and to internalize. You know, my last question, we are in a world right now where the zeitgeist is more pro-female than it has ever been. Um, even at SAB, um, from a DEI perspective, we're prioritizing the inclusion of women internally and our communities, were doing it in entrepreneurship, right? Like um, we've got International Women's History Month um, in March and International Women's Day in March. We've got in South Africa Women's Month and Women's Day in August. What do you as an individual, as a brand leader that speaks to women, have as a message to the totality and the collective that are women? What is it that you want women to know um, in a celebratory way as as Brutal Fruit would want them to know as well?
1: (laughs) I think, so our message really is about you You have what you need internally. Um, And we are here to reinforce that you are beautiful, that you are smart, that you are strong, um, that you are worth it, uh, and that you matter, right? And, And that even though progress is slow, there is progress, and that we should never be satisfied with just where we are now. We need to keep pushing and keep driving and keep being the voice of those who don't have a voice especially those who have platforms especially those who have um, opportunities to engage with more women, to engage with young women especially um, and being choiceful about the the, the, the words that we use and, and the language that we use when we speak to them um, I have nieces that I've um, now more than ever have, are, are cognizant of, okay how do I how do I build and shape their confidence yes. in this in this vulnerable age? How do I in a world of social media, in a world of of lots of <coughs> expectations and and bullying, and and bullying things, and yeah. and you know just just um, violence mm-hmm. um, how do I ensure that you are? able to be both strong and soft, that you you are able to be both feminine and, you know, lean into some of your masculinity. You are able to be all and one thing at the same time. Right. So um, I think it's a very long message, but I, I think there's there's still a lot more work to do. But our job is to, to constantly being a voice of positivity a voice of reinforcement and a voice of, of celebrating all those moments that, that are important.
0: I think that's absolutely amazing. And I think in conclusion, as I raise a toast, let us unbottle. <laughs> I want to raise a toast to you. Um, you literally are every woman. And I think... What I honor in you is your life journey. I honor your character and your integrity and how you've allowed things that should have made you lose your mind and take you out of here, actually develop strength, deep empathy, um, and those amazing things that actually make you a brilliant marketer and an amazing person. And to Brutal Fruit, who you know I'm a very serious consumer oh. of. <laughs> yes. um, and the many more cheers in the future for you and this iconic brand. Cheers. 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 Well, that's a wrap for this episode of the More Cheers Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please show your love, leave your comments, and subscribe to our
1: YouTube channel and podcast. Stay sharp and cheers till next time.